You're listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast interview with Ibrahim Al Husseini, venture capitalist and CEO of Full Cycle. When you balance the um, nurture and nature part of the equation, for me, um, the nurture part was having was growing up as a son of refugees in a host nation that was kind enough to take us in, but also um, I felt acutely felt. Um, the fact that we were second-class citizens. So, you know, this, 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 and the gift of that, right? Because everything in the world sometimes can be a blessing and a curse, depending on how you look at it. The blessing part was it, it made me see the world with a different set of eyes. Like I wasn't blinded by privilege or lack of, uh, of experience of, you know, injustice. In so then when, when you grew up that way, it informs how you see the world and you get to see um, the connection between everything a little stronger than perhaps somebody who's had a more traditional linear life. But um, the reason why I founded Full Cycle is because climate timelines require a new model. Like you can't use existing financial models to meet climate timelines you need a you need to build a new model that takes into account the fact that we're 40 years late to the problem and we need to condense the time frame of which we roll out low carbon infrastructure around the world and without that you know the without an, the new models really we're not going to meet the uh, the temperature goals that we're setting for us as a civilization For a long time, you know, maybe some of your listeners have heard this phrase before, circular economy. What circular economy means is there's no more waste. Just like nature, you know, before human beings showed up on the scene on planet Earth, you know, there was, we were in a perfect closed loop system. We produced 100 gigatons of CO2 and CO2 equivalents, you know, in fall and winter and then in spring the earth, the biosphere would suck those back and that was a closed loop system so that's what we want to mimic we want to mimic nature now for a long time you know we would produce waste and either bury it into the ground burn it or throw it into the ocean obviously that's not a solution and it caught up to us the plus you know waste is a resource it's just you know it's just matter turned into other matter so, which is what, you know, nature does. It takes the waste from one system and uses it as the food of the next system and continues in this closed loop in perpetuity. So there have been solutions that just haven't been commercially viable as a six continent solution. And they always have like these little asterisks to them. Like, oh, this can take plastic and turn it into jet fuel. Yes, but it has to be a very clean, uh, you know, very homogeneous type of plastic and the economics don't work without subsidies and, 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 you know, the, so there's a green premium on it. And like, so it, it's not a six continent solution. It's what we call a vanity project. It's something for an airline to say, Hey, I buy green fuel. It's something for, you know, rich cities to say, Hey, our trash goes to this magical solution. But you know, climate change is a global problem, not a local problem. You know, our goal isn't to just help mayors win re-elections and companies, you know, greenwash their 
carbon footprint. Um, you know, our goal is to become harmonious with the rest of the natural world, just like every other species. So this technology out of invented out of the Netherlands is a repurposed technology from the oil and gas industry that allows us to take dirty hydrocarbon streams of waste. So whether that hydrocarbon looks is a banana peel, a piece of paper, or a plastic uh, jar of peanut butter with peanut butter still inside it, you know, next to a ketchup bottle with ketchup still inside it and the sticker still on it, all of it can be turned into the building blocks of plastic in a perpetual molecular circularity at economics that work as well for Jakarta and, and Cairo and Jeddah and Kinshasa and Berlin and San Francisco instead of just for rich cities like Copenhagen, for example. So it's truly a global six continent solution, which is what we want. And like I said earlier, Garbage is one of the biggest producers of methane in the world. 10 years ago, we didn't even talk about waste as a climate problem. Now we know what a massive climate problem it is because this is a nascent space and the narratives and understanding of it are evolving. And now the business community is getting involved. It's not just the scientists and the NGOs standing on the rooftop screaming. Now everybody's involved now that it's lucrative. <laughs> and that's not, by the way, why we got involved. We got involved way before even the nomenclature was invented before words like impact investing and clean technology and low carbon economy and all this stuff was even being used because you know we're a team of people who come together who primarily want to like selfishly want to live in a world that is healthy and beautiful and want our kids and your kids to live in a world that's healthy and beautiful why not and technologies evolve in such a way that we can get there. President Biden promised when he was running for election that he will be the president to all Americans, even the ones that disagree with him. And he's really doing that. Like he is spending the money in red states as much as in blue states, creating green jobs, creating jobs training to get everybody ready for the green transition you know, making sure that those jobs are resilient and high paying for everybody, blue collar, white collar. And, you know, that's that's a very thoughtful administration that's very inclusive. And it's too bad that we have, you know, destructive voices from the right whose job is just to obfuscate and make noise and try to confuse people with narratives that are not true and are just designed to try to thwart quote unquote, his wins because, you know, to try to take away power, like this is, this is in the best interest of everyone. So it's instance, when somebody says, hey, when, when a president is chosen, you know, we, we really need to get behind them if they're doing the right thing for the betterment of the whole nation. And that is something that I hope more and more Americans will wake up to so we can get there. Because if we don't pass this Americans Jobs Act, that makes sure that the, the new green revolution and all the technology innovation that is gonna come from it and the economic windfall that is gonna come from that is not based at least in large part in America, we're gonna miss that opportunity. We already missed the 5G technology boom. We lost that to other countries. You know, Our biggest innovation 
last big innovation has been the internet. It's time for us to be a leader in a new technology, and that is low carbon infrastructure. And this new American Jobs Act has all the policies in it and all the investment in it to make sure that this country benefits from that transition. And if we don't, we're going to lose our dominant economic position in the world because this is one of the biggest investment opportunities in human history and will remain so for the next at least 30, 40 years. In, in the US, there is a, um, an opportunity where if you invest in underprivileged communities, mostly in real estate, um, you end up being able to forgo capital gains tax for about a decade. So if you generate capital gains tax and roll those proceeds into something called the Opportunity Zone area, which is an underprivileged part of the U.S., you can defer capital gains or eliminate them if you keep the investment uh, in the ground for 10 years. Um, if the Biden administration is recommending we increase capital gains uh, taxes, which I'm not opposed to, it would be very advantageous and interesting, and I'd like your thought about this too, Justin, um, to include a wider version of the Opportunity Zone. We can call it, you know, the like some version of impact investing that's very specific that says that, hey, if I just made money on Apple shares or on some sort of private equity deal, you know, and I put that money into a solar farm or a wind farm or a waste to value plant, or in, in even one of the many incubators that are, you know, producing the next climate tech innovation, then we can have the same treatment. This way we can realize a much faster transition to a low carbon economy instead of having it all siphoned through the government. You know, my message to you is, is if, you know, the, if, um, if your self-interest depends somehow on keeping the status quo, just look in the mirror and see if this is, if this is something that you can reconcile within yourself. You know, is it, is it okay that you benefit at the expense of everyone and everything else? Is that a way that you really feel like you are winning at life? If not, then reconsider what you're doing and, you know, just realize that we all live in this inextricably connected closed sphere in the middle of space. Anything that harms one area harms every area. There is nobody who can escape dirty air, dirty water, dirty food, economic, political disruptions, etc. We're all in this together. So don't fool yourself by thinking somehow you're going to come out of this unscathed and having quote unquote won while everybody else loses. One Planet Podcast is produced by The Creative Process. This interview was conducted by Mia Funk, and with the participation of collaborating universities and students. The associate interview producer on this podcast was Daniel Cerruti. Digital media coordinator is Hannah Story Brown. Theme music is written and performed by Juan Sanchez. We hope you've enjoyed this program. 
If you would like to get involved in One Planet Podcast and be part of the climate change solution, just drop us a line at team at oneplanetpodcast.org. Thank you for listening.